Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Hey, 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 guys. Welcome to the J-Rod Concerts Podcast. This is Jamie Rodriguez, your host, this and every episode. And before we get to today's uh, guest, ladies and gentlemen, wanted to celebrate, wanted to toast with all of you, because this week we reached 30,000 subscribers, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, So honored, so honored. Thank you guys so much. We are uh, officially announcing it on our social channels on Tuesday uh, of next week. So that would be the... um, 20th I guess the 20th so um, of October but uh, but today I'm giving you the premise you know we reached it this week the milestone and guys I am so honored with each one of you that clicks play whether you're driving whether you're running whatever you're doing and you take the time to listen to our music guests we're honored thank you guys so so much now on to today's guest ladies and gentlemen Psychedelic alt-rock band, The Nevolutionaries, guys. And they are a new band from renowned uh, Christopher Harold Wells, a fantastic musician that has been playing for a long time. And the debut single, Ariana, you guys have to listen to it. It is outstanding. It's a musical trip, guys. It's going to give you all the feels. um, So well produced, so well made. Uh, It was released October 2nd. And it is going to be in the upcoming self-titled EP that is going to be released January 21st of 2021 on Polychromatic Records. It's going to be the first of a trilogy of EPs that are going to be released next year. But uh, Ariana, this song, guys, oof, it's a dreamy, atmospheric track, swirling, delayed guitar effects, mythical object of desire. Think Lenny Kravitz meets Prince. So, guys, without further ado, this is Christopher Harold Wells of the Nevolutionaries with one of our most interesting, insightful, and fascinating chats that we have had. Welcome. Hey, Chris. Hey, can you see me? Oh, man, you're in outer space. Look at that. Are we all right now in some form or fashion? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Where are you coming us from? From Nashville? From from Philadelphia? Where, where, you, where, where are you? I'm actually based in Nashville and San Francisco, but I'm in North Carolina just kind of checking on family, making sure they're good. It's been, you know, as, you know, I'm preaching to the choir, I'm sure we've all had our challenges during this time. So I'm just making sure everybody's all right. and. Uh, Trying to navigate on these curious seas, brother. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely, Chris. Well, yeah. listen, man, thank you so much for your time. Let me um, introduce you to my audience thank really quickly word. because, oh, yeah, yeah. Let me introduce you to our audience really quickly because, you know, you're a singer, you're a songwriter, producer, bassist, guitarist, man. You're a photographer. You do it, you do it all, my man. Um, but you are the leader of the uh, Nevolutionaries, which is a psychedelic... Yes, alt-rock band uh, that has us uh, your yes. first self-titled EP coming out in January, but uh, your first singles coming out soon. I had a chance to listen to it. It's absolutely fantastic, uh, Ariana. So congratulations. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. It officially, it officially debuted today. Today. And thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for, for feeling it, man. It was, uh, you know, my all my music comes from a, a really deep part of my being and who I am. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, well, that's then you're a really interesting and complex guy then because it is an atmospheric track. It's beautiful. It has thrilling production, great vocals. You did a killer job, man. We've been jamming to it all Thank day. You. Thank you so much. It wasn't just me. I mean, it's the whole team. You know, I did that at a Hyde Street Studios, C in San Francisco, where a plethora of incredible records have been made. Everybody from Tupac to The Grateful Dead to Crazy Yay. I didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> and lots of people and had producer Jamison Durr at the helm yeah. and uh, Chris McGrew on drums and he and I have done a lot of stuff over the years and had a great just a wonderful cast it's almost kind of like the super friends Absolutely. like everybody Chris. has like a talent amazing when you're recording a space like this Chris is there, um, you know, whenever we talk to someone who's recording Sun Studios in Memphis or something like that, or, or like, like you said, is there something special in the air? Do you feel something in the walls? Um, you feel it in the walls. You feel it in the air. It's palpable. And I remember the first time I went there uh, several years back to sit in on a session, ironically, that Jameson, who's doing pretty much my producer at this point now, he was working on another session with this guy, Ryan Hickey, and Ryan's the guy playing uh, piano on the track. And uh, our friend Pamela was there, and it was just going to this place and walking in these hallowed halls. And there are different rooms, and there's all these platinum records hanging up, and all these pictures of these incredible musicians, you know, luminaries that have been through there and recorded that, to be honest, the, when I was doing this, I kind of did my little thing on a couple of people's other tracks. But when it came to doing this, once we got in there, it was really kind of over, not overwhelming, but there's a lot of magic there. Going back, not to get off track, but so much magic and beauty there. And everyone, like the whole clique that, uh, that we have in San Francisco, Everyone is so talented and so positive and, you know, it's like, hey, I need a flugelhorn on a track. He's like, I know a flugelhorn player, dude, and he could be here in an hour. And everybody's so supportive where a lot of, uh, a couple of the other scenes I've been in, it wasn't, you know, you're going to get that support, but it wasn't as deep as this support is, you know, and it's just like being able to create magic in a magical place and it was kind of interesting interesting story about the song johnny extel who's a dear friend of mine and he was in a, a really awesome band back in the day called psychofunkopolis and our old bands met each other back in the day and that's how we met and psychofunkopolis actually did their debut record in high street studio c and he recorded there once more and the last time he tracked in the room was the day of the earthquakes in san francisco Oh, wow. So the That's first day he was, right? So the first day he was even back in the studio, it was like this vibe of him coming in and kind of reliving a part of his, you know, past. And then that energy, and it was just like that coupled with the natural energy that the room is producing anyway, was just phenomenal. Phenomenal. 
Wow, unbelievable, Chris. That's a that's a heck of a story. Thanks for sharing that. Oh, yeah, no problem. Absolutely, absolutely, Ben. So, so Chris, you know, we're, we're approaching the the last three months of the year. Um, how would you character characterize basically when you look back at twenty twenty now? How would you characterize this year for you? <sighs> controlled chaos and feigned controlled chaos because everything is just so strange now just from the fact that you know especially with people in my field you know we can't go and play music in front of people and touring is a large part of being able to make a living so there have been challenges of course financially and then just not knowing and just being in the mystery and I would just categorize it as beautiful and scary for me it's been a little bit of both because yeah. I was able to start working with a with a great label in polychromatic records right and uh, I'm sorry we are polychromatic records I'm sorry but uh, <laughs> and that's been beautiful in the creation process of the record it's been beautiful and just getting together all these wonderful friends of mine. You know, I have, like I mentioned, Chris McGrew in there, Ryan Hickey, uh, Johnny Extell. I even have famed rock and roll legendary guitar player, Kenny Olsen on there. Yeah. You know, I got, and you know, and I have Nick Bagley on. And it's just, it's just been wonderful. But Amazing. then on top of all that beauty that's happening, there, it's been different for me because I'm a pretty ballsy cat. And now I find yeah. myself fearful of just basic existing stuff, like especially being kind of based down south now, at least until this blows yeah. over and I'm comfortable getting back to the west side. But sure. there's, a, there's a fear there because I have to get, it's not just like getting in the car, like, okay, I'm going to go get some milk. I'm like, I don't really need this milk. Is it yeah, worth you're right. Milk? Everything is and like that. that. You're right. Yeah, and a lot of people, you know, I mean, ironically, I was talking to a lot of friends about how, you know, and I'm going to get political, I have to speak my truth, how our country is pretty much being led in a ship with no rudder, no sail. That sucker's just right. kind of spinning now in a whirlpool like somebody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, not yeah. clean as well. And ironically, today, what happened this morning, I get a text from a dear friend of mine, Kim. And right when I was about to get to sleep, he was like, ding, ding, ding. He's like, the boy has the rope. And I was like, oh, what? Mm. And it goes, this, there's an <laughs> irony. Like, I don't wish bad on anyone. Because first and far between, before I'm a African-American or a man, I'm an earthling and I'm a human being. So I don't right. wish that on anybody. But sometimes when people put out so much negative energy, and something comes back like that, especially right when he's needed to come in and galvanize and you know pull all the yahoos together and let's make this last push. We got to do it. And now I was like, make the push, man. Just right. be a, bunch, a gazillion dumbass tweets and all kinds of stuff. But just living in that, I've never lived with that fear before where people have been emboldened. And I've had things happen, like even when he got in the office, uh, several years ago, there were people pulling up to me down south, you know, yeah. and 
kind of do some really wrong things and say some mean things. And you felt a shift. Yeah, it's a shift, and that's why yeah. nothing else, even circling back around to this track, it's almost like an escape because everything right now was so intense that I believe in timing and things coming and becoming when they should. And I think everything's timing for this is perfect. Even like, ironically, yeah. the day it comes out, the news comes out. This is a vibey, laid back song. You know, it's yeah. something you can like, Beautiful. hang out to with your boys and like, oh, that's kind of dope. If you're sitting there mm-hmm. kicking it with your girl, you know, you can put it in another gear or put it in reverse if you're not really with your thing. Right. But, uh, it's for everybody. You know, it, it doesn't have any color. It's, you know, that's what I love about music and what I hate about the definitions and trying to put people places because you can't figure out what to call them. So you get put here. You yeah. know, like yeah. with me, for instance, you know, I, I'm an African-American guy. I'm going to start referring to myself now as an earthling. But I get instantly thrown in with Living Color, yeah, who I love, and our friends of mine, wonderful guys, known them for years. King's X, same thing, Lenny Kravitz. But I sound nothing like any of these bands. But because right. people are so, in their definitions, they're not as wanting to go deep and they're really shallow when it comes to something quick. Ah, oh, you're like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, look, you know, it's, it's that. Right. But it's, right. Right. You know, if I was a guy that was blue, then who in the hell would they put me in with? You're right. Yeah. Right. Especially in this industry, we hear a lot and like a lot of critics and a lot of people in my, my peers, the first thing they want to do is be like, well, it's, you know, it's Radiohead meets Coldplay or whatever, you know, like they immediately go to these like stereotypes, these boxes. You're, you're, you're spot on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man Chris that's a lot, that's a lot of yeah it, it actually detracts from the art because people are all hyped up on oh what does it sound like instead of letting the music make you feel something like literally if I didn't have music in my life I, yeah it would be a very different existence because it's literally been a friend that I can go to, a confidant, a psychiatrist, you know, it's therapeutic. And in my healing, if I can give light and healing to someone else, then it just goes beyond, you know, it's like, it's about something higher than this. You know, like if I can create a song and make people feel and, you know, make someone cry, make someone laugh or make someone reminisce and go back. That's an amazing thing. Because most people today aren't trying to make you feel shit. They're just trying to make, they're just so caught up in trying to be in with this crowd and in with that crowd. And so focused on these outside things that we forget about the oneness in ourselves and what we are to be and why we're here. We're here to be, we're, we're supposed to be different. We're not supposed to be all like, what fun would that be? But it's a way to grow. And it's like, you have different music, different people, different systems, different religions. And my thing is like, I welcome people that are different because it's learning. And I can learn from someone else's experience. And I think that's a treasure. And it's kind of hard for me to kind of see how people take that as like a, a scary thing. 
you know, and I've met people that were like, man, you know, I, you look kind of weird when I first met you, man, I, but you're actually a really nice guy. I'm like, you know, judge with your ears and with your heart. Yeah. And then let your eyes be secondary or thirdary. Oh man, absolutely, Chris. No, thank you for sharing that. And it's it's fitting that you you have that that wall drop, because you know we are. I mean, look, like we are all specks in this gigantic universe, and it's like it's all this. We're all just humans, like you said. We're all just humans. The rest was created by us, you know, borders, this and that. Mm -hmm. But but man, and yeah, we're all just specks in this universe. We got the planet screaming. People are like, the ice caps are mounting because it's hot. It's like, no, that's like when you wound something, it bleeds. When you hurt something, it's affected. You know? And so yeah. what's happening to the planet? You got people like, let's go. We want some diamonds. Let's just dig and destroy the way everything is supposed to be balanced so we can make some money and then crap on the futures of people. But no one thinks about that. And so I think people should get back to what really matters especially in times like this when, you know, life is a gift, man. Life is truly Absolutely. a gift. And Absolutely. at the end of the day, it's like, why sweat the small stuff? I've even been during this pandemic, you know, we all have, everyone has a past and we all, hopefully we all shift and change. Yeah. And I've been reaching out to people that maybe, we, you know, we didn't leave the last conversation or interaction in a positive place. And of course you have to balance them because some people you got to leave them behind. Right. You know, but some things it's like your ego or being, you know, stubborn and you're missing out on the experience of someone, like, especially like a friend, like a real friend. And, you know, it's, it's been a great time for introspection. So to kind of circle back around to the theme of this, it's that fear. It's, it's, totally. I'm trying to be like, I'm strong, but I'm freaking out. Yeah. You know, you got to feign like you're cool and like it's normal. You're like, you're like, yeah, you're like, I love doing these interviews from my, from my living room. Man, it's great. It's great. I don't get to go to plasma anymore and get like a nice drink and meet there and meet people down there like I used to. So it's thrown essentially like a, a wrench in a lot of plans. But if yeah. we stick, by our core like people are spending more time together and it can be good and bad because half the people i know they're coming together closer like couples and the rest of them are splitting apart yeah but hey that's a good thing because you're not wasting any more time because it's like man you ain't getting any more of that shit <laughs> you know? absolutely i can attest to that Chris. Uh, i got a divorce in april you know i, I spoke in, on, on my show about it a couple of times but listen like you said it was it's just accelerated. But, but, yeah, the growth. To the choir, at that time, it gives you, because people have that balance of like, well, when I'm there, she's not there. And then when she's there, I'm not there. And then we see each other on the weekends, but then I'm doing this. Right. Compared to like, I got you every day. Oh, and man. the thing that made you, makes you kind of, oh, shoot. <laughs> you know? But... It's, it's, it's a weird time for sure, man. Like, I feel kind of, you know, this is wonderful just to put this music out, but yeah. I'm going to play it for Yeah. You know, and... and, and I was going to ask I guess you about that. Thing, Are you missing the stage? Like, how, how, how has that shift been for you? That shift has been... It's hard, man. I've been performing since I was, you know, I was yeah. five or four years old when I did right. my first performance. 
And so it's been something that's been a constant in my life. Yeah. And just going places. And I like to travel anyway. I'm a bit of a gypsy per se. I like to do my thing and right. go different places. And I just want to experience and enjoy life. And when you take, it's like a bird and you just cut that joker's wings off. I'm like, here, hang out in this cage and look at the outside where you used to fly and dream about that shit. <laughs> you know, because it's not, it's weird. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. It's a, it's a, it's a tricky thing, because I want to get out there, and that's that's part of it. I, part of it is the human experience of connecting with the song and being in the club and that energy. We you've been there where either it's like a little tight club, and it's a, so hot and stuff that people's deodorant starting to fail, but the music sounds so <laughs> great. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't and matter. Oh yeah. Then it doesn't matter. Absolutely. And so these are those little things that people are thinking about now that they were, you know, taking for granted yeah. a few months ago. Yeah. You know, like I, I remember like walking around when I was uh, finishing up the record, walking around San Francisco and I went and ate some seafood at my little spot and something was like, soak it up in sucker. <laughs> and my, something was just telling me like, Hey man, it might not, it's going to get weird. I just had this weird thing. Yeah. You know, even with like the name of it, you know, I was talking to Johnny Axtell on the phone. And honestly, I don't think if he came up with the name or I came up with the name, but it's debatable. <laughs> but we were just talking about it's like an evolution, like something's kind of boiling up. And then now, ironically, when it's done, so much has shifted because we started this recording this like, geez, like the 20th of December or something. Yeah. You know, and because you just have to like studio schedules, this and that, but it's like, and now the world's in such a different place. And there's even one track on the, um, on the record called everybody's sitting around losing their minds. Mm. And, the, and the chorus was everyone's sitting around losing their minds, thinking about the end of the world. Yeah. Yep. And I didn't release that song first because it might've been like, did this dude just write this song to freak us out? Right. But I literally wrote the song a year ago. A year ago, right. You're, profi- you're, you're like, like ahead of the curve, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, see, I need to be smart and write a song like, Chris is going to get $10 million. <laughs> next yeah. year, I can be rich. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? it seems like it, man. Oh, that's great. Well, listen, like, live music is going to come back. And it's just, I know it's been hard for you and it's been hard to a lot of artists, but it will come back. And I think it's going to be better than ever. Chris, because there's going to be a newfound appreciation from everybody, from the artist to the security, to the photographer, to the fan, man. It's going to be another level, Chris. I really do believe that. And like watching you perform is going to be awesome. So we can't wait for that. Absolutely, Chris. Absolutely. Let me ask you a little bit about, uh, about your early beginnings. Cause you're, I mean, you're an amazing musician and, uh, and all that good stuff, but I want to ask you a couple things. So you grew up in Philadelphia, Chris, um, yes. lots of blues, gospel, soul, jazz around your life. Did you come from a musical family? I know your dad played football, and I, and I do want to <laughs> side ask you about that in a second, but where does this musical DNA come from? Interestingly enough, my father played there. Uh, he grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. Right. And there was a guy named W.C. Handy who was called the godfather of the St. Louis Blues. Mm. Huge, legendary guy. Looked at a 
do some some like some historical type stuff. Okay, cool. But WC Handy did a um, like a a youth concert every year, where he would get several you know promising musicians from different schools, have them kind of you know rehearse a few songs and perform. And my dad, I believe he was, I think he was playing trumpet then. So he played trumpet. His father played saxophone. Then I have my, uh, my cousin, rest in peace, uh, Bridget uh, Wells Dabney. And she and my cousin, Brandon Wells, were putting records out, like doing hip hop records. Amazing. So your dad played linebacker for the Eagles and, was, and played trumpet. Mm-hmm. Oh man, what a guy! Yeah, he's 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 something else, and 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 thank goodness he's he's still with us. He's still with us as a you know, yeah, dealing with a lot of things, a lot of players with with some Parkinson's and some Alzheimer's, but he's still the the coolest dude I know, and and talented. You know, it's kind of you know, it's growing up with a, that's a big shadow to fill into. Yeah, you know, but my dad was always like, "This was my thing." Mm. He's like, "Go out and do your thing, and whatever you do is like, if you want to be a garbage, I love it, man, dude. Just like be the trash picking this up mother effort they've ever seen, you know. But just it. do your best, do your best, and so that's something that you know we have a family saying where there's a wells, there's a way, and sometimes I do better living life behind the eight ball because unfortunately that's how you. You know, you, you have to get used to adversity and especially being a musician and trying to do the thing of fitting into like the typical nine to five deal. And, you know, I've been there, done that, did pretty yeah. well, but that's not my calling. I need to spend right. my time doing, you know, making someone a gazillion dollars at a IT company is not going to yeah, no, be someone that needs to hear a situation they relate to. So I no, think not. that value spiritually is greater than any financial value. Absolutely. It's almost no, hearing yeah. stuff like Ariana, that's, that's your calling, man. That, what a beauty you unleash to on the world. That's no one can do that. That's a very, uh, that's a gift that like you're, that you can give us. So, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, man. I, and, I, and it means, more to me than you ever know that you dig it. Because oh, kind of growing up, growing up down south, you know, I kind of, how can I put this eloquently? I didn't get as much attention on my music as my counterparts because I was more of a kind of an anomaly. Yeah, you're ahead of the you curve. Know, I was rock, you know, I was... You know, I had this band called Peasants of the Apocalypse. and Yeah, and you opened we for Metallica for a bunch of really great bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we were, you know, this weird thing, but it was like going back to where people don't know where to put you. Like, yeah. even if a label would have signed us, you know, who in the hell would they put us on the road with? Oh, man. Chris, I got to tell yeah. you, actually, I was just talking to a friend today because um, to, uh, today is the 20th anniversary of um, Radiohead's album Kid A. That was released in 2000. And when it came out, it was critically panned, destroyed. Destroyed. It said, what are these people doing? What the hell are they doing? You know what, Chris? They were 20 years ahead of the curve. And that's like exactly what you are. You know, that's what, that's what special folks are doing, man. It is what it is. Thank you. I'm so, man, 
Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm an emotional cat, and I'm not going to get choked up. But I just, when you have something in your heart and you hear these, I've been hearing these songs in my head since I was a little boy. Yeah. Going around humming. Um, my big sister, Helene, was super responsible. She turned me on to Bootsy Collins and oh. the Isley Brothers and Switch and Slave. And, and then you, you ended up playing with Kenny Olsen. And, and, then, yeah, and, then, yeah, and then all the yeah, then <laughs> to come around and you know, and I got linked up with Kenny. Actually, it's a cool story. I was in San Francisco and uh, doing some recording, and went to see this friend of mine, Pamela Parker, and mm -hmm. her band playing. And Peter, his sister, rest her soul. Yeah, uh, she was the singer in Pam's band. So he was in town, I guess, and had a night off of Leonard Skinner. So he mm -hmm. comes, and, you know, to sit in on a couple songs, get his jam on, you know? Yeah. And we were just backstage talking. And I guess he heard something interesting. He said, where are you from? I'm like, you know, been, been, you know, from Philly, but been down South most of my life. He was like, where are part of Raleigh? And, you know, North Carolina's like, yeah. Turns out we knew a couple people. Mm -hmm. We just had a really cool vibe, and we're both Gemini's, so that was kind of cool. What's your birthday, Chris? June 12th. Nice. I'm a Gemini, May 28th. Ah, so there's like <laughs> five of us. <laughs> so I got you, I got you. Right. But uh, it was just amazing. Just amazing. Ah, oh, man, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, let's talk about Ariana just for a second, Chris, because, okay, okay we've said it's amazing, A+, plus, five stars, all that good stuff, and it is. But I want to talk about the concept, right? Because it's such a whimsical track. Um, it's basically, you captured a stunning sound here about, like, and correct me if I'm wrong, falling in love, finding a higher, a higher sense of... Uh, of love in the universe, like it's, you captured it well, but give it to us in your words. For me, it's like you said, the biggest thing in the universe that's most universal is love. Yeah. Without love, there's no, we don't procreate, we don't go on as humans. It would be nice if all children were born through love. Right. That's the concept, they should be. And Ariana for me is, I like to kind of meditate and go to these places. Like, how does this feel? What would it feel like if I finally found the one, you know? Because I found the one, then it was a two, then a three, then four, then five. Never <laughs> actually the one. And I think it's because a lot of people, especially like, you know, when, when a lady dates a musician, especially if it's like a lifer, dude might be around for two weeks, he might be gone for a month, back and forth. And it's cool at first, but the very thing that attracts them to you will be the thing that ends up dispelling them from you. Mm, interesting. You know? Interesting. And that's kind of, so for me, I just kind of, you know, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a romantic man. I, I write a lot about love. I've, I've had some of the most, um, I've, you know, been blessed with having a couple of most amazing women I think that you know have been created be in my life you know and teach me and teach my heart things and help me to grow you know and beautiful keep me honest you know and stop me to looking in the mirror you know and yeah 
teach me to look more in people's eyes. Oh man, Chris, that's great. Well, listen, Chris, I mean, look, you said it all, man. You said it all. Let's finish up with this because you've been so generous with your time. Thank you, Chris. But I want to ask you about, um, just like all the social movements that have happened this year in the country, right? Uh, with Breonna Taylor and, uh, and uh, F- George Floyd and all the protests. And um, I wanted to ask you if you think that this is something that is going to stand until next year that has some legs in it, or is this like an election year anomaly? What's your take on all this? The system that we have isn't what we think the system actually is and protests and stuff are nice and people can get out and say their words. But when you have a system that's built against failures and how can I put this so I don't like speaking puzzles. It's, it's tricky, man, because I really, you know, I've seen racism my whole life and it was just something for me that, you know, you just kind of know it's there, you know, and just kind of deal with it, you know, and just kind of, it's like the elephant in the room. But at the end of the day, people going into the streets and protesting, in my opinion, I see where they're coming from and I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this. Here I go again. But I think, it's going to be, it has to be people that are behind the scenes, mm. the people like in the media, the people like in Hollywood yeah. that have control of who gets to star in what, who gets to do what. No, you're right. It's those systems that are built. It's systems that are, you know, built in musical systems like, yeah, hey, let's Chris, hey, take, you know, Chris Wells. Like he looks like Father Guido Sarducci from back in the day. <laughs> let's put yeah. him over here because it's easy. We have to get rid of, it has to be someone within these systems and we have to elect people and get people in the office, in office that care about people and that are humanists first before they're any party, that care about the, this people, you know? Because I look in the world right now and I'm like, it hurts my heart, man. It hurts yeah. my heart. Yeah. Like just the fact that like people can look at me and don't even talk to me and can hate me it's just perplexing as fuck yeah because they don't know and at the end of the guy they could miss out you know like i have a, a friend of mine and we used to see each other out like a, like a local watering hole and the conversations got longer when i would see him more than he invited me over to his house and he was like man can i tell you something he's like man my father told me that all black people were evil and deceitful and bad. And my whole life, and at this time he was probably 30, I've thought that and kept that in my heart until I met you. Wow. And that's really cool on one way, but in another way, it's like, I'm not trying to be Uncle Remus's lessons in friendly racism, racist, you know, dealings. Yeah. It has nothing to do about that. Right. You know, it should be about I'm a person. And that's why it's weird, man. It's like when I, I guess where I grew up in Philly, our neighborhood looked like a box of crayons, bro. Mm-hmm. Like the big 64 pack. Right. When you can find off mauve green or some new kind of color. 
there were so many different kinds of people. So I grew up, you know, my mom was so awesome. She, when she's so awesome, she was like, go to what church, you know, if your friend is Catholic, go to Catholic church. And then your friend is Jewish, go to their bat mitzvah. But, you know, go. That's you know, great, man. That's you know, awesome. See what calls to your spirit and your soul. Yeah. You better believe the way I say you believe because I said it. Because I said so. That to me is not good. Enough, woman. Yeah. You know? And she at least, and also in doing that, opened up my heart to so many different, like I have friends that are all over the, like all over the spectrum, you know, like country, country folks, city folks, you know, gay, trans, you know, maybe even some new stuff. Who knows? It's like, I just, I'm about people, you know? But like and, you said, like a box of Crayola. Yeah, it it's fit like, in together. It was beautiful together, right? Yeah, that, that box looks awesome compared to looking at a big-ass <laughs> box of white, gray, and black. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love you that. Know, I love that you, analogy. You, yeah. draw with that. you know, draw like a night sky and just leave some spaces open for the stars. <laughs> I love know? it. Absolutely. Ah, stars. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, Chris, what a, what a special guy you are. Listen, the Nevolutionaries, your self-titled EP, January 21st. Oh, can't wait. Can't wait, can't, can't wait to get the, the whole thing. I encourage everyone to, to listen Let to our know, Spread the word, bro. Oh, absolutely, word, man. When it comes down there, I was down in your neck of the woods like about yeah. a year ago at really? the, the Fontaine Blue. Nice. At the Fontaine, yep, yep. The historical hotel where uh, Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack used to hang out and get in trouble. Yep. Yes. And I was sitting there not getting in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, that was actually like my first, I, like I've been to Miami a couple of times yeah. like quickly, but it was like my first, you know, getting entrenched in it, but I didn't entrenched in it, but I didn't get to do a whole lot. But you know, I, I love that area down there. Cool. You know, definitely, you know, so one day we'll have to link up when absolutely you know, Chris. We can travel. Oh, that'd be great. Well listen, you're gonna be back on tour and you're gonna be rocking the crowds and there's gonna be a hunger for your music, especially now after all the crap we're going through. So yeah, we will definitely link up with you. But if you ever want to come to South Florida, man, okay. your energy is so welcome. We need your energy around here. So absolutely we would love to have you. Man, I'm man, I'm I'm trying to give it to the world, bro. I'm trying to give it to the world, and it's like it. It sounds some people might say, "Oh, let's listen to that corny shit." But the universe not, hears man. it, man. The it's universe like someone has to make a spiritual investment in things in order to, you know, inspire change. You know, and if not, you know, what's the point? You know, Chris, you got the right idea, man. You got the right idea. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate your time, Chris. Thank you so much. Take care, man. Have a great weekend, all right? You too.